We're going to continue what we began this uh, this morning, and uh, I don't think I'll talk too long. It'll be uh, kind of repetitious anyway, and uh, hadn't been that long since we've had services. Uh, uh, so it, hopefully everybody's uh, pretty well remembered what we discussed this morning. But we're going to continue to talk about the uh, importance, challenges of walking in the light. And uh, some people have more maybe than other people have. And, and hopefully, uh, again, that it'll, it'll be helpful to, to you in some way. Hopefully it'll be helpful to you or helpful in your effort to help someone else. And I know there's a lot more that could be said on the things that we've talked about. And uh, uh, don't quit at this. Continue to dig and search and find ways to accomplish the things that we've talked about and, and have been addressing here uh, the last couple of days. I want to thank the church here for allowing Margaret and I to come. This has been good for us. I told you Friday night that was the first time I'd been on the floor in, in that fashion uh, in over a year, nearly a year and a half, and uh, about a year and a half. So it's kind of been good for us to be with you, and I uh, thank you for allowing us to come. And uh, as I say sometimes, hope you all get over it, And uh, but it's been good for us. And thank you very much for allowing us to come and be with you and to be a part of this. you got a good congregation here. I'm impressed. I'm impressed every time I come down here, but I'm impressed with the detail that you give what you're doing, the services and your the work that you're doing. The, you know, it's not just something you go through. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like you're really putting a lot of thought and uh, effort behind it. So I commend you for this, and uh, keep up the good work. You're doing a good job. Great congregation. We talked about walking in the light and making our walk, kind of where we ended in our study this morning. And uh, we talked about the challenges that we face sometimes. And I think we ended with this, uh, this particular slide. Know what your weaknesses are. If you have baggage, know what that baggage is. And uh, confess it. Confess it to God. Confess it to another person. Get another person. Let them hold you accountable to uh, make a, a change in your life if there's a need there. I know that's, that's a challenge. That's hard for a lot of people to do, and many people just never get to the point where they can do that. But in order to re- really be successful in your work, that's what really needs to be done. And then determine to be single-minded. Become an instrument of righteousness. That's what you're going to focus on. And whatever you need to do, whatever you... you uh, you know, I've, I've uh, worked with uh, an alcohol and addiction program at home, and I would counsel uh, individuals that uh, they were drug drug court related. That's not the best way for someone to come to counseling where their feet is held to the fire, so to speak. But they were, they were given an opportunity to try to change their life by going to counseling and going through a process uh, for a couple of years to keep from going to prison for 10 or 20 years. And uh, it was a great opportunity to keep people out of prison and maybe turn their life around. And I'll be real honest with you, probably most people letting uh, embrace that didn't make it through and were not sincere. Once in a while you come across those that were, though, and uh, they really wanted to change their life. And uh, uh, sometimes I would ask them, I said, what are you doing? What are you doing to, to help you each day and i've heard things like well i have this sticker placed on my mirror it's the first thing i see whenever i get up you know about and i've heard everything from making jesus the lord of my life or uh, today i will not drink or whatever you know uh, might motivate them 
And that impressed me. And then I would ask them some things that they did through the day and through the, the process of the week. And uh, uh, it always meant a lot to me about how serious they were by some of the things that they would tell me. I could usually tell when it was a canned statement that they were, they were telling me or when they were really coming up with something that they felt like would be helpful for them personally. Uh, a friend that would hold them accountable, somebody that they could call uh, on a regular basis, somebody that would call them on a regular basis to check on them. And that's what we need as the church, to be a part of, of that sort of thing in helping other people, I think. But having that determination to be single-minded, to become that instrument of righteousness that we've talked about, to be holy like God is holy. And as mentioned in prayer, we're not perfect. We, we're going to make mistakes, and, and we do. Mistakes is probably a kind word. We're going to sin from time to time. It's the blood of Jesus that will forgive us. It's the, cons- it's the attitude that we have, our determination to walk in the light, to stay there as much as we possibly can, to be all that God desires and created us to be. Number three, develop a plan. Uh, we kind of already alluded to this. That will work for you, but you must be willing to make changes in uh, in one's life in order to make those plans work. Oftentimes, uh, make whatever changes are necessary in your life so that uh, you'll not be a friend of the world. We talked about being a friend of the world. I think I read that passage, but don't, we're going to read it here in just a minute. Accept God's <coughs> excuse me. Accept God's offer uh, for help. Pray to God. Ask God for strength, ask God for guidance, and then look for those opportunities. Just don't walk away, but you have to look for those opportunities that can be made available to you. Could be a friend, could be an opportunity to go to church, could be an opportunity to to visit with someone or someone visit with you that would be helpful to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then again, accept God's offer, associate uh, your association with other light walking people. Be involved with the, the right kind of people. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. Be not ye unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, what was the last thing we looked at? <clears throat> Associate with the right people. You can't make a change in your life if you continue to live your life and be around people that are walking in a different direction, behaving in a different way, then you know that you should or that you need to be about. So, consider the passage. Be not ye unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? What power hath he that believeth with an infidel? (coughs) And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell with them. I will be their God. Uh, I will be their God. God has said, I will dwell with them and walk walk with them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among among them, excuse me, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. That statement and many others are there for a reason. And this, is, this was being written to a congregation, to a church, to believers. 
And that's these believers, especially at Corinth, had come from a very, very bad background. You read about some of the ways that these people were, some of the things that they were caught up in. We talk about some of the problems we have with pornography and things of this nature today, and we do. But a lot of these people that were converted to Christianity came from uh, worship at temples where there were prostitutes made available for the worshipers. And that's what they were converted from. You talk about a change. You talk about an addiction problem. Now, they had it in a lot of different ways. But what was the admonition? Come out from among them. You've got to be separate. You cannot continue to be a part of that and have that kind of association and that lifestyle and be a part of what God's people stand for. It doesn't work that way. James chapter 4, verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, that will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Let me just stop there for a minute. And that's one of the problems that a lot of times people have in breaking away or breaking that cycle of uh, abuse that they have that's, that's sinful. That's the problem that they have. It's breaking away from that old lifestyle. Uh, sometimes I don't remember if I told you or if I remember I just thought about it, but I think I did mention it last night. That's what my grandmother used to say about my dad. You know, we can just get him away from his friends. Well, if you get him away from his friends, you just find some more friends that does what he wanted to do. See, you've got to have that mindset. They have to get, and I know that, well, how do you get them to do that, people ask. <clears throat> when you find that out, let me know. That's a challenge. But it's a desire to be what God wants. It's a desire to be what God created us to be. Starting again, verse 5. Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, the Spirit dwelleth in, in us, lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God. Draw nigh unto God. That's a responsibility the individual has. And that has to be instilled. Draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. First John chapter 2. <clears throat> Accepting God's provisions for walking in the light. In 1 John chapter 2, starting with verse 9. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother is in darkness, <clears throat> even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Somebody said, well, now that's kind of an extreme. We're, not, we're talking about, well, I don't hate my brother. I don't hate people at the church. Well, now think about this for a minute. We say, I'm in the light. I'm a Christian. But I really don't care that much about being around Christians. I'd rather be around my friends. I'd rather do what they do. I'd rather be where they go. I'd, like, I'd rather have my association with them than have my association with Christian people. See the difference? Don't take, 
take that hate, hating your brother, that just simply means I would rather be around somebody else that makes me feel comfortable. When I'm around godly people, people in your church or in the church, I feel uncomfortable. I feel out of place. Well, but that's why you're there. That's why you need to be there, so that that process can change. <coughs> Excuse me. Continue on. First John chapter 5, 2 through 3. <clears throat> By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 10, 19 through 20, 25. I love this passage because it, it speaks of how, how the attitude that we should have towards the church, toward, that a person needs to have, whether they've got a lot of baggage, a lot of things that they're trying to deal with, a life that they need to change, whatever that might be, whatever that might be, they still need to fit in this, in this situation. Having, therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness, holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. What's the house of God? That's the church. Over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed, <coughs> bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. Okay? And that's what we need to be about. And that's what we need to, regardless of where we're coming from, regardless if we're carrying a lot of baggage, regardless if we need someone to help us, we as members of the church need to reach out to other people. Consider them. If we are the other people, we need to reach out and say, I need some help. I need somebody to help me. I'm wrestling with a problem, and I need some help. Regardless of where your level of behavior might be in talking to someone about your problem, if it's working on you and you're having a challenge dealing with it, then you just need to talk to somebody. Ask somebody, is there somebody here, a leadership, a, somebody within the congregation that can help me with my particular problem? Now, to the church, I believe that per, a pe- person needs to say what that problem is. It needs to be specific. But I'm going to be honest. Sometimes people have a problem doing that at first. So we don't want to turn our back on people like that. We want to do everything that we can to help bring them to that point where they can. Let us consider one another to provoke into love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Now, we use this passage a lot in talking about how important it is to assemble, but I'm focusing on this latter part. But exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. And that's our role. That's our goal. That's what we need to be about. We need to exhort and uh, encourage one another as much as we possibly can. Look for those opportunities in those ways that we can do that. First John chapter 3, 1 through 3. I love this passage. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God, sons of God, children of God. 
Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The world doesn't understand. Remember what we read over there in James a while ago? Don't be a friendship with Don't make a, be a friend with the world. Why? The world doesn't understand what we're about. If we've got baggage, we've got problems, we've got sin, and we're trying to break away from that, a person's trying to break away from that, and they're trying to walk in the light, they're trying to, to uh, be as holy as they can to try to change their life, the people in the world doesn't, don't understand that. The old friendships that they had, they don't understand that. They think you're weird. I think we read a passage the other evening in 1 Peter chapter 4 about that very thing. But it, we continue on in this passage. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, the children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. I don't know what it's going to be like. When the, I know a lot of people feel like they know exactly what we're going to look like and what kind of body we're going to have and what it's going to be like in the resurrection and all. But John says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we do know this, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now look at this next verse. And every man that hath this hope in him. Do you have a hope of a new life, of a resurrected life, of salvation when this physical life is over with? If you have that hope in him, what do we do? We purify ourselves even as he is pure. And that's why this scripture is so important. That's why our studies, our Bible studies are so important because there's so many things that we can take and begin to implement. I've, somebody mentioned, I think Danny or somebody mentioned how oftentimes here in your assemblies you have a, maybe you'll have a sermon on Sunday morning and practical applications in the afternoon or something like that. That's good. That's good. Those practical applications of what the Bible teaches and how we can do it and the challenges that we face in doing that. And each person will face different challenges, and sharing those will help us to grow and to develop. So again, walking in the light, what it's like. Know your weakness. Know the baggage that you've got. Be single-minded. How many times have I read this? Y'all ought to have this memorized. The instruments of righteousness, you're determined to do that. Develop a plan that will work for you. Make whatever changes are necessary in your life so that you'll not be a friend of the world and accept God's offer for help. Associate with God-like people, people like yourself. Assemble with the church. Examine yourselves, Second Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves to see if you be in the faith. Look at yourselves from time to time. Look at your walk. How am I doing? What do I need to change? Apostle Paul wrestled with problems in his life. They were different maybe than what we have here. He said, I keep under my body, 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. So we need to watch ourselves, examine ourselves, make the commitment that, that we can to be all that that really God wants us to be. Thank you again for letting us come here. I know this has been kind of brief, kind of short this afternoon, but if I go any more, well, it's going to be awful redundant to what I've already done so far. But again, thank you for allowing us to be here. We're going to close the service again with an invitation song, and if you're here and you have a need to respond to that invitation, uh, well, we'll give you an opportunity to do that. But before I, before we sing that, I do want to encourage everybody just if you're not a part of what, our, what this congregation 
uh, is doing, what they stand for, then, then get a, be a part. You know, if I ask, ask one of the leaders, what can I do that can be beneficial, be helpful? And if they don't have a, a, an immediate response, give them, give them time. They'll sometimes have to think about that a little bit and think about what might work for you. But give them time to, to come up with a plan or something that might be helpful to you. But growing in grace and truth is the secret and the key to overcoming many of the weaknesses that we have, and we become stronger. And that's true with anything we do. It's certainly true with spiritual development. If you have a need to respond, do so while we stand and sing the song that's been selected.